There is still gold to be found in the desert, if you know where to look. And Billy George knows where to look. He wasn't getting rich by it, but all his needs were met, so he figured he was pretty well off. Anyway, it beat the pants off of flipping burgers and a greasy spoon in Tucson. Billy was born in a hogan on the Navajo reservation 64 years ago. His mother was a Navajo, and his father was a gringo. That made him a half-breed, and that made him inferior in the eyes of his Indian relatives, and in the eyes of his white relatives. He didn't find acceptance with any of them. That was okay with Billy. He much preferred the solitude of the Sonoran Desert, where there was no one to look down on him. Little Andy Young loved the desert, too, but for a much different reason. Andy loved riding his old dirt bike past the tall saguaro cactus and the thorny mesquite thickets, with the hot Arizona sun on his face and the rumble of his bike under him as he sped across the sand. There was nobody to tease him because of the stutter he couldn't control. Andy had been afflicted with the malady most of his life. It made it difficult, sometimes impossible, for him to express himself. It also made him the constant victim of some of his small-minded peers, who saw him only as fair game for their taunts and laughter. He much preferred the solitude and quietness of the desert. Out there, with his bike roaring under him, his speech defect didn't cause him any pain. Jose Rivera was not a nice man. He was a soldier in the army of one of the biggest smugglers of illegal drugs in all of Mexico. But Jose wasn't happy being just a soldier, no matter how well he was paid. He hungered to be one of the jefes, to be one of the chiefs at the top of the operation. And now he had a plan for how to get there. Jose was a small man, barely five feet four and 120 pounds. His handsome Latin face, with snapping black eyes and carefully styled black hair, was only marred by a scar running from his left ear to the corner of his mouth. It was a thin scar, and it gave a sinister appearance to his smile. Jose liked his scar. He thought it made him look dangerous. Jose wanted very much to be seen as a dangerous man. Today, Jose was overseeing a group of four young men from the city of Nogales, Mexico. They were being paid to carry backpacks containing about 50 pounds of pure cocaine each. The young men were called mules, and they were carrying nearly 200 pounds of product across the border. Their burden was worth a fortune in El Norte, the USA. It was Jose's intention to make that fortune his own today and too bad for anyone who'd gotten his way. Beneath his gray University of Arizona sweatshirt, nestled under his belt at the small of his back, was a 9 millimeter Glock, loaded with 15 hollow-nosed bullets. Jose had led his group of mules more than 10 miles into the desert north of the border, where they were to meet a driver with a small truck. The driver was to pick up their load of product and transport it the rest of the way to Phoenix. That's where Jose's plan was going to take over. He was totally psyched for the unfolding of his plan and beyond cranky by the time they arrived at the intended meeting spot.
His blue jeans had protected his legs from the worst of the thorns he had walked past, but his cowboy boots, so stylish in the city, were poorly suited for this long walk into the desert. As soon as the truck showed up, the automatic pistol in his belt was going to make all that valuable product his own. His plan, after dealing with the driver, was to use the truck to take the product to Los Angeles instead of Phoenix. It was a dangerous plan because the jefes in Mexico would want the product back, along with Jose's head. Jose was confident he could outwit them. After all, he was a dangerous man. Life was about to become very good.